The best day right now, but Lord, I know, I know you're able. Lord, I know, I know you're able. I need you, I need you, I need you. Help me, Jesus. I need you to walk with me. I need you to be my guide. Long as I got you. My son, guiding and protecting me, being in my hands. I don't need nobody else. I don't need nobody else. Long as I got you, Lord Jesus, I need you. 
All you gotta do, whatever you're going through, call on Jesus, Jesus. Say, Lord, I need you. Say, Lord, I need you. Say, Lord, I need you. Lord, I need you. Lord, I need you. Lord, I need you. That's why I'm asking you. Oh, Lord, I want you to help me. singing a song like that and God helped them and I think if we really would be willing to be real transparent about it we can change that song a little bit and say Lord I thank you for helping me because every day that he allows you and I to live he's helping us and God helps us Sometimes it's his help is just so consistent. It's always so right there that we can take it for granted. And I need to say this too, and, and even when we have trials and troubles and challenges of life, it's not that God is not helping us. That's when God is helping us the most. Because some of the things we go through in life, really now, I, I know we say it and it sounds churchy, but for some of us, we really could lose our minds, lose our faith, lose our hope because of just what are the challenges of life. But it's right then, in those times especially, that God is right there. He's right there. Especially for those of us who have asked Jesus to be our Lord and Savior. And, and you know what? God is so good, he's even there for unsaved folk too. They may, they may not recognize it, they may not care, but God is right there for them too. 
Because I promise you, in the life of every unsaved person, there's somebody saved in their inner circle. Every unsaved person, I do believe, has at least one friend, one family member who is saved, who walks with Jesus, and that's the one who prays for that unsaved person and keeps them lifted up in prayer even when they have no God consciousness themselves. But God answer your prayer for somebody else, believing and want, giving them time to perhaps come to know him for themselves. So, so I thank God that he's helping us. Every breath you take, God is helping you. Every morning you wake up, God has helped you. The fact that your house didn't burn down last night, the fact that nobody broke in, and you know what? Even when they do, when God lets you come out with your life, he still blessed you. Because we can rebuild a house. We can put another door on. Sometimes you say, well, people stole stuff from us. It's valuable, and, and, and we can't replace that. You can't replace your soul. You can't replace your soul. That's the most valuable thing you have that you can't replace. So I thank God on this morning that he's a helping kind of God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. We thank you now, Lord, for opportunity to hear your word. And just help me, Lord, to preach this with clarity and conviction. Thank you for loving us, Lord. Thank you for loving us, Lord. Thank you for being tenderhearted and merciful towards us. Because sometimes, Lord, the truth is we get a little arrogant. We think we have arrived. We haven't arrived. But you're just so good that you love us in spite of us. I thank you, Lord, that you love Edwin in spite of Edwin. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. And I know you do the same for everybody sitting in this sanctuary. Now, Lord, remind us through God the Holy Spirit that our assignment is to share your love with somebody else. More than having riches and wealth and fame and all those good things that you certainly make available. Above it all, you want us to share your love that somebody else will come to be saved so that when their time comes, they'll have the assurance of knowing that heaven will be their final place in eternity. We love you and we thank you for loving us. In Jesus' name, amen. Give an honor to God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, the Holy Trinity, Jehovah God, to my sisters and my brother in Christ, to Reverend Dr. Lofton, who we are always, I'm personally always blessed that she would come and worship with us when she could go anywhere. But she is so faithful as she can be of coming here. And um, it's just such a, a blessing for me and it's a blessing for our church family. To all the officers and the members of this church and for those who may be visiting that you didn't stand, we welcome you in the name of Jesus on this morning. Uh, we're going to go right into uh, this Holy Spirit series number two, the second message. Uh, this second message in this Holy Spirit series is coming from Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8. I'm going to read to you verses 1 and then verses 5 and 6. Romans chapter 8, verses 1, verse 1, and then verses 5 through 6. This is the second message in the Holy Spirit series. We need to know more about the Holy Spirit. Jesus left us, but he didn't forsake us. He didn't leave us alone. He said, I'm going to send, I'm going to ask the Father to send the Comforter, the Spirit of Truth, the Holy Spirit. He's going to teach you all things, 
and he's going to remind you of everything that I taught. So we now operate under the unction and the power of God, the Holy Spirit, who is an equal part. He is an equal part of the Trinity. God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, they are co-equal. They all have their own specific roles that they play in the lives of humanity. And the Holy Spirit is the one who's with us now every day of our lives when we accept Jesus Christ. Amen. Romans uh, chapter 8, beginning with verse number 1. I'm reading this church family from the NIV, the New International Version. It says, Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Let me, and, and, and I'm, I'm going to stop right there because I'm going to come back to verse 2 later on. Let me stop right there. So keep that in mind. No condemnation. Be seated, ushers. Thank you. No condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Now, if you drop down to verses 5 and 6, verse 5 says, talking about you and me, those who live according to, to now when I say you and me, I mean whether you're saved or unsaved, you know where you fall into this. Those who live according to the sinful nature have their minds set on what that nature desires. But those who live in accordance with the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, have their minds set on what the Spirit desires. Verse 6 says, the mind of sinful man is death, but the mind controlled by the Holy Spirit is life and peace. Amen. Church family, just for a few minutes, let us reason together from this thought. Listen to the voice in your head. Listen to the voice in your head. Does anybody remember uh, a movie called Field of Dreams? You might not have seen it, but you might have heard about it. Kevin Costner was the star of that movie. There was another movie called The Fisher King. Um, the late Robin Williams was the star of that movie. What about a movie called A Beautiful Mind? Russell Crowe was the star of that movie. Or, or how about a movie that's called uh, Stranger Than Fiction? Will Ferrell, the comedian, was in that movie. The thing that all these movies have in common is, in each of these movies, there is uh, there's a character who hears a voice or voices in their head. The voice comes from an unseen presence, and, and the people around the character don't necessarily hear that voice. Amen? All those movies, that's, that's the, the running thing, that there's a character that hears a voice in his head. In books and TVs and movies, characters hearing voices from unseen people, that's been a very popular storyline. Lots of books, lots of movies, lots of TV shows about people hearing voices in their heads. However, in real life, I respectfully acknowledge that there are some people with some forms of mental illness or those who may abuse drugs and alcohol, they sometimes say they hear voices from unseen people. Now, we, we understand why that is. Because when your mind is distorted, when your mind, is, 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 um, your mind is, has been twisted, if you will, because of use of something and that's something that you've abused, illegal drugs or, or even prescription medication or you abuse alcohol, sometimes that's a, that, the, the result of that is, is this type of uh, mental illness or mental issue that has you hearing voices from people that really are not there. 
But, but as followers of Jesus Christ, we should pray for people battling this type of health challenge, but also help them seek help from, from certified doctors. People have taken the Bible and Bible verses literally. You know, God will take care of you and God can heal you. God can do all those things. But God also gave man medical science. And there are God, there are God believing doctors and nurses and psychologists and psychiatrists and counsel. There are Christian folks who are in these vocations. So what's my point? If you need help, go get help. Come to church and pray on Sunday, pray on Monday, but you go get some help too now. Amen. Amen now. God made it so that we could go get help. He allows man to know how this human body and how this human mind works for the most part so you can seek help if you want to. And I am an advocate of people going to get any and all kind of medical help that they need. Amen. So if you've got that issue or somebody you know has that issue, go get some help. Jehovah God created medical science and, and he still gets all the glory. Amen. But here's a different thing I want to talk about this morning. When we give our lives to Jesus, sometimes we should hear a voice in our heads too. Amen. 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 When we give our lives to Jesus Christ, sometimes, matter of fact, I hope a lot of the times, we should hear a voice in our heads too. Amen. Why should we hear a voice in our heads too? Uh, um, there's, there's nothing comical or scary about this voice. There's no mystery to who's speaking to us. It's God, the Holy Spirit. It's not an audible voice. You don't hear somebody necessarily talking out loud. It's a voice that you hear in your head, in your mind, in your spiritual mind. This voice is clear, and it gives you directions or suggestions that will help you live a life that's pleasing to God. Holy Spirit talks to us, church family. He speaks to us. He doesn't let us just go around every day just wandering aimlessly on our own. We not know, though. When you get saved, the Holy Spirit comes to dwell with you and dwell in you, and the Holy Spirit speaks and talks to you. Last Sunday, I preached the first message of this Holy Spirit series called Signed, Sealed, Delivered, He's Yours. I told you that in St. John 14, 26, Jesus told his apostles, that he asked God the Father to send the Holy Spirit to teach the apostles all things and that the Holy Spirit will remind the apostles and all Jesus' disciples, you and me, of everything that Jesus had taught. In, in, in Acts chapter 1, after Jesus was raised from the dead, he told the apostles to wait in Jerusalem until they receive power from the Holy Spirit. And then in Acts chapter 2, on the day of Pentecost, the power of the Holy Spirit fell on 120 people, including the, the apostles, and, and people began to speak in unknown tongues. That was a manifestation of the power of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is available today Amen. to every person that accepts Jesus as their Lord and Savior. I don't care who you are. I don't care where you've been. I don't care what you've done. If you make up your mind and humble yourself and give your life to Jesus, God the Holy Spirit is going to come and dwell with you immediately. And his power is available to you as a follower of Jesus Christ. In the first message, I said the Holy Spirit helps us in three ways. The first way the Holy Spirit helps us is that he convicts us of sin and corrects us from sin. And that's what I want to talk about today. He convicts us of sin and he corrects us from sin. Romans chapter 8 verse 1 clearly says, uh, and it says in the Amplified Bible, it says, um, There is no condemnation. 
That means there is no assignment of guilt, no assignment of sin for people who are followers of Jesus Christ. These people who don't live and walk after the wrong desires or lust of their flesh, but they live and walk after the right desires of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Now let me stop right there. You know like I know that you and I are not perfect. You know like I know that sometimes we can get a little shaky in our spiritual walk too. But according to Romans chapter 8, Paul said there is no condemnation. God doesn't count you guilty in the way that you and I might count each other guilty if you, in fact, are allowing God, the Holy Spirit, to lead you and to, to have control or have his way with you over your life. And let me say this, too. There are some people, even today, there are some Christians who want to live under the law of Moses. They want to live under the law. In other words, these are the people who teach and preach that you got to dot every I and cross every T or else you're going to die and go to hell. That's not biblical. That's not my opinion of what the Bible says. That's what the Bible says. I just read it to you, Romans chapter 8, verse 1. There is no condemnation to them who live not after the things of the flesh, but after the Spirit. How can you live things after the Spirit? you got to have the Spirit. How do you get the Spirit? You get saved. That's not my opinion, church family. So if you want to live under the law, you can live under the law. I'm going to live in the liberty of the Spirit because that's, what Jesus, that's why Jesus sent the Holy Spirit to come back with. In other words, you don't have to live under condemnation for things that Jesus already got straight for you. Amen now. Amen. Let me read, let me read uh, verses uh, 2 through 4 from the Amplified. Romans chapter 8, verses 2 through 4. I want to read this from the Amplified. Matter of fact, I'm going to read one again. I'm going to read the rest of it. This is what it says. Romans chapter 8, verse number 1. Again, there's therefore now no condemnation uh, for them who, um, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. And then, I'm sorry, this is from the NIV. And then this is verse, verse 2 says, Because through Christ Jesus, the law of the spirit, the Holy Spirit of life, set me free from the law of sin and death. Verse 4. For what the law was powerless to do in that it was weakened by the sinful nature, God did by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful man to be a sin offering. Amen. And so he, Jesus, condemned sin in sinful man in order that the righteousness requirements of the law might be fully met in us who do not live according to the sinful nature, but according to the Spirit. You might not think of yourself as being saved or transformed, but the, but the Lord does. That's how God sees you. So there's no condemnation. We're not under the law anymore. We're not under the law. We're under the grace that comes with a relationship with Jesus through the power of the Holy Spirit. And when you let the Holy Spirit have his way with you, you will walk holy. You won't keep living in sin. You're going to walk holy. Amen. In books and TVs and the movies, when a character hears a voice, most of the time the character thinks I'm going crazy. And if the character tells anybody about the voice, that, those people think they're going crazy too. Because I'm going to tell you what, you come to me and tell me you hear a voice, I'm going to think you're crazy too. Until you tell me you heard the Holy Spirit. But if you just come and tell me you're hearing voices, I'm going to get away from you. Because I, I don't want to hear what you're hearing. I don't want to hear from the Holy Spirit. Amen now. I'm going to be for real about it. No, but, but, but let me quickly reassure you that if you are a follower of Jesus Christ, the voice that you hear doesn't mean you're crazy. That vo the voice you hear means God cares for you 
and it means that God is convicting you, and it means God is correcting you so you can live a holy life and live a life that's pleasing to God, and you can be a blessing to people. I talked about it last Sunday. You know now that you've been walking with the Lord for a while. You know sometimes you have these conversations in your mind, and you're conversating with yourself, and then you get a thought that's wrong, and then another thought will come into your mind and say, no, don't do that. That's a wrong thought. You want to say, you in a moment in time, somebody gets on your last nerve and you want to show enough, you know, come out the bad with them. And something will say to you, don't do that. Don't do that. Say something different. That's the Holy Spirit. That's the Holy Spirit. Sometimes you'll be in a room and somebody will look like they're depressed or they'll, they'll look like they're kind of, you're not sure, but it doesn't just like they don't look like they're right. Something's going on with them. And something will say to you, go over there and talk to them. Go over there and pray with them. Go over there and just ask them. That's the Holy Spirit. That's the Holy Spirit. You get in the checkout line and somebody in front of you uh, needs five more dollars to pay for their groceries. And before you can think about it, you'll hear a voice say to you, go ahead and give them that five dollars. That's the Holy Spirit. That's the Holy Spirit using you to be a blessing to others. So you will hear a voice in your head, is God the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit is going to correct us. He's going to convict us of our sin and correct us. Why? So we can live holy and so we can be a blessing to other people. Romans chapter 8 verse 5 says, When we live by our sinful nature, it's because we spend too much time thinking about the wrong desires of our human nature. What is that? The lust of the flesh, flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. But when we're saved and if we listen and obey the Holy Spirit, most of the time, most of the time, the great majority of the time, we will think about what the Spirit desires, which are the right things. Every day, 24 hours, seven days a week, people are bombarded with so many ungodly voices and images, and you can't get away from that stuff no matter what you do. There aren't even commercials anymore that don't have some form of sexuality in them. You know, TV shows, kids shows on Disney, the animated cartoons and some of the, the, the live-action Disney shows, some of them are, are they're just really, really close on the edge. If nothing else, they got kids acting like they don't have any sense. You know, there's, there's no line anymore between who's the adult and who's the child. Child has more sense than the adult. Child telling the adult what to do. Amen. You can't, they don't, there's nothing that Madison Avenue makes a commercial for that they don't use either sensuality or some sense of superiority to try to make you buy it. You either need to get this because the sexy people get this, you need to get this because if you get it, sexy people will be attracted to you, or you need to get this because it'll make you better than everybody else. Yeah, only certain folk can have this. That's why you need to have it. Amen. Now, that's, that's what we can't get away from it. We can't get away. We walk down the street, we hear folks cussing. Amen. We go anywhere, we hear people, you know, having conversations that with music. Not all of it, but too much of it. And I don't mind if you want to play your rap music or your, you know, hip-hop or whatever it is, but I don't want to hear it when I'm coming out of Kmart or Walmart or Supermart or anybody Mart. I don't want to hear your music. Roll up your windows and play it as loud as you want to. Because some of that stuff that you listen to, I don't want to hear that. Amen. But, but we can't get away from it, no matter where you go, even in your own home. If you're not careful, if you ever buy something online, 
you'll start getting messages, you know, because once you buy from one company, they'll sell your information to another company. Then all of a sudden, you'll start being bombarded with all these advertisements and all these, and some of the stuff that comes, you don't know what's coming up till you see it. So you look at your phone and you see some stuff, and you're like, where in the world did this come from? It's because you've been using your phone to do stuff. And now other advertisers have got your phone number or your email address, whatever, and they're going to start sending you their stuff. So no matter where we go, we cannot get away from the ungodliness that's in this world. But we don't have to try to run and hide. Amen. We're supposed to be the light of the world. We're supposed to be the salt. We're supposed to be able to be in the world, but not of the world, and make the difference, right? So we don't have to try to get away from it. We don't have to try to run and hide. Christians are not immune from the wickedness in this world. We're not. You and I can stumble and fall just like anybody else. And sometimes we do get caught up in wickedness too. Yeah, there is a hedge of protection that's around us, but we can step outside of it anytime we want to. Amen. You can step outside the hedge of protection anytime you want to. The hedge of protection is there. But if I choose to step beyond it, that's on me. And then people get mad and people say, well, you know, I, 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 thought, I thought that you were a Christian. I am a Christian, but I'm still human too. Amen. So I have to guard my thoughts. I have to guard myself. I have to be thoughtful. But here's the thing. I got a voice inside my head. If I listen to that voice, that voice will keep me out of a mess a lot of times now. Most of the time, all I got to do is listen to the voice in my head, and it'll keep me out of a whole lot of mess. Amen. Amen. I want you to know that, that, that when we get tangled up in sin, the Holy Spirit, which is the voice in my head, will tell me to stop. He'll tell me to confess my sin, and he'll tell me to repent from my sin. And then the Holy Spirit will remind me to think like the Apostle Paul said in Philippians chapter 8, Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. This is what Paul wrote to the Philippians. He said, finally, my brothers and my sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, Whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent, if anything is praiseworthy, he said, think on these things. Holy Spirit will remind me of that. He may not, I may not catch it all word for word, but he'll, he'll remind me of enough. So, 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 so when I see something or when I hear something or when I'm motivated by something that would have me react in an ungodly way, the Holy Spirit will remind me, no, react this way. Don't do that. Do this instead. That's what I love about the Holy Spirit. He's not going to just tell you what not to do. He's going to tell you what to do. Amen. He's going to tell you what to do. He won't just leave you out there with, you know, spanking your head. No, no, no. He's going to say, no, son, don't do that. Do this. Don't say that. Don't say, go, say this. Don't go there. Go here instead. Amen. Amen now. Romans 8 and 6. Romans 8 verse 6 says, um, now the mind, and this is from the Amplified, it says, Now the mind of the flesh, which is sense and reasoning, listen to this, without the Holy Spirit. This is from the Amplified version of the Bible. It says, Now the mind of the flesh, which is sense and reasoning without the Holy Spirit, is death. That leads to death. What kind of death? Death that compromises all the miseries from sin, both here and in the hereafter. Let me stop right there. In other words, isn't there a verse that says the wages of sin is death? Yeah. That's what this is talking about. 
The mind that's of the sinful nature, the mind that does not have the Holy Spirit, or the mind that is not listening to and obeying the Holy Spirit, what's going to happen? You're going to end up in sin, and the sin is going to lead to death. We're not just talking about physical death, Calvin. We're talking about that too. But not just death when you die. You, some things will die in your life right now if you continue to walk in sin. People have lost all kinds of opportunities because of their sin. People have ruined all kinds of relationships because of their sin. People have been passed over for promotions because of their sin. What kind of sin? Now, I ain't talking about you were sinning on death. You might just have a stank attitude. You might be a know-it-all. Nobody can't get along with you. You might think you're better than everybody on the job. So when it comes time for the managers to decide who they want to lead people, they're going to look over you. Why? Because you can't get along with nobody. Nobody's going nobody's to come to you and ask you to do anything because they know how you're going to react. So, so all kinds of opportunities we miss out on in life, that's, that's, a, that's a form of death. And it's death by our own doing because we're not living right. That's what, this, that's what this verse is saying. Now, the mind of the flesh, which is, which is sense and reasoning without the Holy Spirit, is death. That death compromises all the miseries from sin. So any kind of death, any kind of problem you could have from sin, you're going to have it. It says both here, talking about in the presence, and in the hereafter. What's the hereafter, the life to come? Well, how can my sin keep me from being, going into the hereafter? Because you can die and go to hell. That's how. You can die in your sin and literally go to hell. That's what this verse is talking about. Okay, now that's, that's verse number five. That's verse number five. But, the, but well, let me finish it. But the mind of the Holy Spirit is life and soul peace both now and forever. Romans chapter eight, verse number six confirms two things about the sovereignty and the power of Jesus Christ. Here's the first thing it confirms. Without Jesus... We suffer now, we die in sin, and we suffer in eternity. Without Jesus. Without Jesus Christ in your life, I don't care how good you're rolling right now, you die without Jesus, you're going to die in sin, and you're going to suffer in eternity. But also, if you don't have Jesus in your day-to-day life, you're going to have some suffering now. There are some things that money can't protect you from. There are some things that being famous won't protect you from. There are some things that being popular or having influence can't protect you from. There are some things that your family last name won't protect you from. There are some things that who your best boy or girl pal is and you, you know, he or she's, you know, they up there and you roll with them. You their dog and they your dog. There are some things that won't protect you from. Amen now. You can believe if you want to keep living. If you die without, if, if you live in sin without the Holy Spirit and you, without Jesus Christ in your life, you'll suffer now, you'll die in sin, and you'll suffer in eternity. Now, Romans, and here's evidence of that. Romans 8 verse 2 says, For the law of the Holy Spirit in the, in the life of Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. That's number one. Here's another verse that, that supports that. Romans 6.22 But now having been set free from sin and having become slaves of God, listen, you have your Holy Spirit fruit to holiness and at the end, everlasting life. What Holy Spirit fruit is he talking about in Romans 6 and 22? He's talking about that. He's talking about Galatians 5 and 22. You have your Holy Spirit fruit that helps you live holy. 
and, and you can read it for yourself. But that's exactly what he's talking about in Romans 6, 22. Paul is referring back to Galatians 5 and 22. The fruit of the Holy Spirit inside of you helps you to live holy. Amen. Here's the second part of um, that verse. Here, here's the second part. It says, uh, without Jesus, we have no peace now or in eternity. The second part of Romans 8 and 6. Without Jesus, we have no peace now or in eternity. Psalm 29 and 11. The Lord will give strength to his people. The Lord will bless his people with peace. That's in the present. Some of us right here in this sanctuary, right this very moment, and you know who you are. Some of you all, you have not lost your minds. You have not become hard-hearted towards God only because of the peace that the Holy Spirit gives us. Because in your natural circumstances, you have every right to be angry. You have every right to be mad. You have every right to mistrust people. Folks in the church have done you wrong. A pastor or a preacher along your way in life maybe has mistreated you, may have taken advantage of you in some kind of way. You have every right in your personal situation to be angry and to walk away from God. But because you're saved, you got the Holy Spirit inside of you. And one of the things that the Holy Spirit gives us is peace. The Holy Spirit will give you peace. The Holy Spirit will help it be not that you are forgiving and you just forget and you just say, I don't care. And I'm, no, no, no. He gives you peace to recognize that God knows all about it. And God is going to make it right. And more importantly, God is not going to allow whatever that thing was to stop you from becoming who he wants you to be. God has still got something to, for you in your life. He's still going to make you have some joy again. He's still going to allow you to smile again. You've got peace from God because of God, the Holy Spirit. Romans chapter 5, verse 1 says, Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. We are justified by our faith in Jesus Christ. How does that benefit us? That means we're saved, and that means that in the future, when we leave here, we know where we're going to be. We are justified by faith. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. What's the connection? Because when I gave my life to Jesus, that gave me peace with God. That sealed the deal. That saved my soul the moment I gave my life with Jesus. So no matter what happens to me, on this side of eternity, no matter what I go through, no matter how high or how low I get, when I take my last breath, even if I had a miserable life on this side, and if you're in Christ, you're not going to have a miserable life. But even if I did, I know what I got coming for me in the life to come. Amen. Amen. That's, that's, a, that's an assurance. That's a guarantee you can take it to the bank. Promise that when you give your life to Jesus, you, you have peace with God, and when you leave here, Heaven's going to be your home. The Bible tells us eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man the great things that awaits those who love the Lord. Amen now. As I close, I remind us that Jesus said the Holy Spirit will teach us all things. We need to know how to live holy. And the Holy Spirit will remind us of what Jesus said. The Holy Spirit lives in every follower of Jesus Christ. The presence of the Holy Spirit in our lives gives us a supernatural winning advantage over the devil and the sin that we face every day. You don't have to be in sin to face sin. Sin is all around you. 
Don't be naive, brothers and sisters. Sin is all around us. We don't have to be wanting to get in sin. Sin is there. But because we are in Jesus and we have the Holy Spirit, amen, we have a supernatural advantage over the devil and the sin we face. The Holy Spirit is that voice in our heads that help us to live holy. Brothers and sisters in Christ, listen to the voice in your head and obey it. The Holy Spirit not only convicts us of sin, he corrects us from sin, and he empowers us to live in victory. That means we can expect to have God's love, we can expect to have God's grace, we can expect to have God's mercy, we can expect to have God's favor. God can use us to bless people and help lead them to Jesus Christ, even when I'm not all that I'm supposed to be. God can use me just like I am, just like you are, to be a blessing to somebody else. None of us are perfect. None of us ever can be perfect. God's not looking for you to be perfect. God just wants you to have a heart towards him. God wants you to trust and obey him. God wants you to give your life to him and then let him, through the power of the Holy Spirit, have his way with you. Amen. Amen now. Jesus said he would never leave us nor forsake us, and he didn't leave us because he sent the Holy Spirit. He gave us the Holy Spirit, and I thank Jesus for the Holy Spirit. Amen. And I always thank God for Jesus. And I, and I just want you to know that now, if you're unsaved, you got to be careful about the voice that you hear in your head. If you're unsaved, you better be careful what kind of voices you let get in your head. See, if you're unsaved, you might hear my voice. I might steer you wrong. If you're unsaved, you might hear Big Mama's voice. Big Mama might mean well, but Big Mama may not know what she's talking about and steer you the wrong way. If you're unsaved, you might hear the devil's voice. You know he ain't got nothing good for you. If you're unsaved, you might hear the voice of the crowd or the voice of the culture, and that may not be in line with what God says. So if you're unsaved, you've got to be careful about the voice you hear in your head. But if you're saved, if you're saved, listen to the voice that's in your head. The voice in your head when you're saved is the voice of Jesus. The voice in your head when you're saved is the Holy Spirit. The voice in your head when you're saved is the voice that's going to tell you which way to go. The voice in your head when you're saved, it's going to remind you that the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. The voice in your head when you're saved, it's going to remind you that Jesus is the only way. The voice in your head when you're saved will remind you that on Christ the solid rock we stand, and all other ground is sinking sand. Listen to the voice in your head if you're saved because if you're saved the voice in your head is going to point you to calvary the voice in your head is going to tell you about a man named jesus the voice in your head is going to tell you how much he loved you that he went up on a cross on a friday the voice in your head is going to remind you that he let people put stakes in his hand and stakes in his feet because he loved you so much the voice in your head will remind you that he let them pierce him in his side. The voice in your head will remind you that out came his blood 
And somebody wrote a song one time that says, what can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. When you're saved, the voice in your head will remind you that Jesus didn't get killed. They didn't take his life. Jesus gave up his life up on that cross. When you're saved, the voice in your head will remind you that he stayed there until they took him off that cross. Put him in a borrowed tomb. Stayed there all Friday. Stayed there all Saturday. Early on Sunday morning, he got up with all power in his hands. The voice in your head will tell you that Jesus said, all power has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Now go ye therefore and make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, and in the name of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. The voice in your head will remind you that Jesus said, and lo, I'll be with you always, even until the end of the world. Listen to the voice in your head. If that voice is Holy Spirit, give God a praise on this morning.